Welcome to the weekly message from Rama Family Church. It is our hope that as you listen to this message, you will come to know Jesus better and be established in your faith and equipped for the work of the ministry. You can view the sermon notes and listen online at rama.org.au forward slash media. Praise the Lord. Well, glad you're in, in the house of the Lord this morning. And when you come to Father's house, he's always cooked something. He always has food for us. And uh, it's always what we need. He sees where we're going. He sees where we are, and he sees where we're going. And he prepares things for our journey and for our day. And so there will be something for you today, and there will be something for you to take for tomorrow and the days ahead. Can we just bless the food before we partake of it? Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your provision for us. We're your children. We look to you. You're a good father, a good father. You're always there. You don't leave us. You provide for us and protect us. Thank you for today's word. We thank you for the light that it will give us and the strength that it will give us. And in the light and strength of that, we know that we can walk into next week uh, with purpose and go forward in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Tony started a series this last week called, uh, Which Way Do I Go? And uh, I've never seen such a, such a post anywhere with so many different stoplights on it. That would be an amazing intersection. But I don't know about you, uh, sometimes the decisions that we have in our life is not sometimes A or B. Sometimes it's A, B, C, or D, or E and F. Sometimes there can be a lot of different choices. Choices can be daunting and um, frustrated if we don't know and frustrating if we don't know if we're making the right one. I have spent some nights uh, awake uh, laboring over and trying to decide if I'm making the right decision and trying in my mind to go down the road where certain choices will lead me, trying to picture the future with that choice. Have you? If I do this, then this could happen. If I do this, then this could happen. The only deal is is that our eyes can't see around corners and can't see into tomorrow, let alone next year. So uh, that's why it's really important to have somebody who has um, Google Maps, (laughs) Google World. Now, really, truly, has a God world, a God view, and he can see the whole picture. He sees where we've been, he sees where we are, and he sees where we're going. And not only does he see it, he's already in our future, and he's preparing things for us. Isn't that wonderful? Can we just breathe a sigh of relief that, uh, that the one who is the one we've been singing to and we call Lord is so good at guiding And so um, today we're going to take one step further and uh, we're going to look at which way 
Should I go? We're going to look at something. And when we're, when we're f- focusing in on direction, when we were just even children in uh, lower, lower grades of school, one of the first things we learned about direction is there's four main directions, north, south, east, and west. So there's a lot of other more, um, more uh, fine-tuned directions, but those four main are essential and important. So today, uh, we're going to look at four main directions or four main choices that influence all the other directions of our life, okay? So uh, if you will look at a, a map, we have a, a map here of, of Brisbane, and um, I don't know even which part of it is. It's close to Victoria Park. I don't know where that is, but you maybe do. But I know from looking at, maps can show all different kinds of things, rivers, parks, all kinds of different things. But this map, particular map, uh, shows us neighborhoods. And it shows us the main roads. These, uh, these would be highways, maybe the M1 or whatever. That's the M3, I can see that, that's 7731. But these are main roads, but from off of these main roads, then there are secondary roads, because to get to your destination, uh, you may want to take a main road, but to actually get to your house, M1 might not get you there. Uh, You'd have to take an exit, and then you would have to uh, take other, other roads to get down into the neighborhood, somewhere down in here where you live. So roads are very important because they take you someplace. If you're on a road, it is the road is taking you someplace. It's a, always a good thing to know that the road you are on is taking you where you actually want to go. Uh, if it's not taking you where you want to go, then you're on the wrong road. So today we're going to look at four main decisions. The first one that we're going to look at is where am I going, of where am I going, is the decision that we're, uh, the greatest decision that every human will ever make and influences every other decision that we'd ever make is where am I going after this life? Now, it may not be the top of, of the things that you're thinking about today, especially if you have already made a decision about where you are going to go after this life. But whether people are thinking about it or not, the Bible tells us very plainly that it is appointed to every person wants to die. Everybody will die. But what's going to happen after that? Where are you going to go after that? And there are two choices. Do you know that you're going to heaven? Do you know that the choice that you've made here on this earth will take you there? How many of you this morning, with just relief and thanksgiving in your heart, know where you're going after this life? And what a wonderful thing it is to know. Mark the sixth, the eighth chapter tells us something in verse 36. Even if you do reach your goals, your missions, your life ambition, 
and land a, a great job or a career, or maybe your life's ambition was to have a lot, maybe you, you get a, a heap together a lot of money or a lot of real estate. Maybe that wasn't your main goal. Maybe it was to travel the world, or maybe your thing was to, to realize some, some dream of your life. If you do all of that, if you achieve all of that, and maybe you get the plaque for it, and it's on your wall, or on your, uh, maybe there's a trophy or something that you get because you did it, you did it. This verse of scripture that Jesus said is really challenging. He said, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world? If you ring the bell, if you get the plaque, if you get the trophy, if everybody knows what you did, or even just if you know and you did it, what does it benefit you if you gain the whole world? but you lose your own soul. In other words, if you didn't make the most important choice of, your, of a, a human being can make, and that is where will you go after this life? Everything else is lost, and it's for what for? At the end of this service, if you don't know exactly where you're going after this life, We'll give an, give an opportunity for you to know so, and we can, can, can uh, absolutely, with a surety, you can go home today knowing at the end of your life that you've made a choice today that will take you to stand before God as a child of God. Now, for people who do know where you're going, you're going to heaven, you know that Jesus is your Lord, this decision also is important for us. Where am I going after this life? Well, Romans the 10th, or the, the 14th chapter and verse 10 tells us something really interesting about all of us. It says this, why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. All of us. After this life, after we've lived here and done whatever we've done in this life, we will all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That judgment, that word judgment in the Greek is bema. It, it's an award seat. Paul told the church in Corinth that before that judgment or that award seat, that what we've done in this life will be determined for its eternal value. So the choices that we make in life what we do with our life, what we do with our energy, what we do with our minds, with our, with our hands. It's not just for today. It's not just for, uh, it's not just for our enjoyment today or tomorrow. We will stand before Jesus to give an account of what we've done in this life, of its eternal value. Now, where am I going to go after this life? I know, and I'll go to heaven. I know that I'll see my, you know, family that has already gone on there. I know that I'll see Jesus this week. Uh, this week uh, was a funeral of a precious woman who was a part of this church family, and uh, her family is a part of this church family, Michael and, um, and Sonia Lyons. Uh, Sonia's mother went home to be with the Lord Jesus, and um, 
so life does come to an end, and she finished her course. But every day, every day that uh, I live, I'm making choices. Those choices influence what I stand before the Lord Jesus with. And the things that I've done in this life of eternal value, and I think about that. I do think about that. If we don't think about those kind of things, the choices that we make can tend to start being self-serving and for ourselves, And they can be short-sighted and not have any eternal value. Like, I want, I want, I want, I need, I need, I need, mine, 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 mine. But knowing that we'll stand before Jesus in the end helps us to have greater purpose and scope for our, for our decisions that we make, and it puts a different spin on what we do. So that is the main, and that is the first, uh, that is the first thing that we must know. We must know, then, that our long-term, our long-term purposes in life, what I want to be when I grow up, what I want to accomplish in my life, it could be a, a, a career, it could be a skill, it could be uh, I want to be a good parent, I, I, I want to be able to uh, start something that helps kids, I want to do this, I want to... All of those long-term things are uh, important. And if we don't have, eventually, if we don't have long-term, a uh, long-term goal, uh, then we end up just following whatever current we're in. Whoever we're walking life with, whatever current there is around us, we'll get swept up. And if we don't have any direction, then any direction will be the direction you go, and you'll end up someplace you don't even know. So it is important that we have some direction. Some people know what they want to be when they grow up. Some people have long-term, real definite, I want to be this when I grow up. I want to do this when I grow up. Sometimes we may not have exactly what we want to do when we grow up. But what knowing what you're going to do after you die, even if you don't have all the details of your destination, if you don't have all those details yet, if you know that you're going to stand before Jesus at the end or in this next life, if you know you'll stand before him, what it does is gives you an anchoring because you'll stand before the one who does have a plan for your life. You'll stand before the one who loves you more than anyone else and has thought and prepared for you in love. Knowing that then, way back here, wherever we are today, gives you purpose and gives you stability and gives you uh, the prayer to pray, Lord, help me go in the direction that you have purpose for my life. And then if you don't have all, everything worked out, uh, at least you have him worked out. So I like the verse of scripture that Paul said, my life is hid with Christ in God. In other words, God has my life in his hand. Does he have you in his hand? It's the safest place for your life to be is in his hand. So then let's go on. What is another thing? Uh, there is the, the long term. There is the short term. Uh, 
to get to, a, to the destination, if you go back to the map again, to get to this area down here, if you're way up here, uh, you, don't just, you don't just catapult over here. There's a route that you have to take. And it's interesting. There's, uh, there's different routes you can take. You can take the scenic one. It might take you a little longer. You can take all these main roads, but it looks like you could take, uh, you know, different roads to get there. You could backtrack. You can, you can take different roads. Which road will you take? But short-term choices of what you do today, what you do this week, short-term plans and disciplines of what you do this week, this, this, this month, helps you in your journey because you don't just arrive at your destination, you travel there. And choices help you get there. There, it's an interesting thing that God has given us choices to make. And so in the north, south, east, and west, the first one is where am I going after this life? The second one is this, am I ready? Am I ready for, for this trip? Am I ready to get to where I am going? If there's a location that God has or that your purpose in life is, uh, are you ready for it? And oft times, uh, most time, all the time really we could say, to get to where uh, you are going will take some preparation. Often it takes education. You've got to learn something. Uh, it could be a skill to do with your hands. It could be something you desire to do. Well, you can't do it unless you learn. And so then who to learn it from, where to learn it, all of those kinds of things, uh, that you humble yourself to a learning thing so that when you arrive at your destination, you know what to do. Wouldn't it be terrible to arrive there and not be able to do anything? There was a man in the Bible that, that had wanted to run with a message and he, he said, I want to take it, this message back to David. He was in a battle. And he, was, he said, I want to take the message. I want to take the message. And he, he, uh, he finally got his way. The, the, the man said, go ahead and run. Run with the message. And uh, when he arrived back to David, uh, he, he got there and outran the other messenger. And he was amazing. He was the fastest runner. But David said, what's the message? And he said, I don't know. There's something going on, but I don't know what it is. So sometimes I think we can, we can be really ambitious, really, really passionate. But when we arrive there, do we have what's necessary in the place that we're going? And so learning is important. Learning is very important. Uh, then not only what should I know, but how shall I be? Are there things about me that s sabotage what I want to do? Are there attitudes that need to change? Are there ways of thinking that need to change? Are there habits that need to change? It's an amazing thing. If you'll go back to the, the, the map again, in this, in this journey to get to here, 
if we're walking in tracking with God, it's interesting that the journey itself becomes the place where we get to learn. And we are prepared today for tomorrow. We can't live in tomorrow, but we certainly can live today, and today prepares us. This journey prepares us for the days ahead. And so am I ready? Am I, do I know what I need to know? And, and am I what I need to be for what God has for me? Uh, the journey helps me learn as I'm walking together with God. Now the third thing, we've got north, south, let's look at east. Who's going with me? That's another thing that greatly influences our trip. Who goes, who, who is taking this trip with me? Who's in the car with me? Who's in the car with you has a very strong influence on you. Who is traveling on the same road with you also has a great bearing on you. Cars that are driving around in, in Melbourne don't affect you on the way to church this morning. But the cars that were on the road with you do. What they're doing, how they're observing the, the, the traffic signs and, and traffic laws affect you. The ones that are moving along with you, the ones that are right behind you affect you. The ones that are in front of you affect you. So who's on the road with you affects you, and who's in the car affects you. So there's no, nothing quite like, if you go to the next one, there's nothing like marriage. Uh, even, even if, go ahead and put the one that has all of the, the words up there. Uh, family can, can be who travels along the same road with you. They may even be in the same, if you're a, a family unit, they may be in the car with you. They may be in your home, may be in your life, but they may not be there forever. We've, we've got um, in our car, our travel, our life car, now, there's been four of us, and uh, for the last 21, 21 years, uh, we had three, and then we had four when Anna came along. So there's been four, and we've traveled, you know, to all these different, different countries, and, and now here, and been here for a while, and now one of our passengers is fixing to bail. <laughs> and what a wonderful thing, because somebody else wants her in his car. <laughs> so we're just going to have to be all right about that. And so, and now, and then Annalisa is going to be going to uh, China in, uh, in uh, August for a few months, and so it'll just be Tony and I. So I reckon we can scale down to a sports car, don't you reckon? And it could kind of be fun. So but it's, it's unique. Family, family uh, may be in your car for part-time, but maybe not all the time. Uh, the, the reason I put marriage on the top, it, it's a very important, it's not a casual decent, decision because according to the Bible, that person is supposed to be in your car till you die. <laughs> it's a long time, Right. That's what God meant. So you want to make sure, that's one of life's main decisions, is who's going to be in your car. They need to be going the same direction. Even family, 
may, may get out, or in the cars that are driving on the same freeway, they may come off, go off, go off, go off. But a person who's going to be in your car till you get to your destination, you want to make sure that's the right person. You understand? So then, but, but then you have church family. Church family is a great influence of who travels with you through life should also be the greater community of your church family. In Acts, the fourth chapter, after Peter and John had been to the gate called Beautiful, and there was that crippled man that they prayed for, and he was raised up, you know, and he ran and leaped and praised the Lord in the temple. Hmm. And, uh, and then they said, they said, um, the chief priests and elders said, don't you ever preach in this name of Jesus again. They threatened them. Do you know what the Bible says in Acts 4th chapter? It says that they went back to their own company. And when they had lifted their voice, they all prayed this prayer. The place was shaken where they were, where they were praying. And, and they went out and preached the word of God with boldness. It, it, it was when this bad report came and a challenge came. And life will give us sometimes a bad report on our health, sometimes a bad report financially or with business or with family or a bad report with different things that happen in our life. Uh, what the disciples did that we should be able to do is go to our own company. Your church family is your own company. What does that mean? The people who believe what you believe. People that believe the same promises you believe. The people who trust God the way you trust him. Aren't you glad for people who, when you say what a promise that you believe, they say, amen, instead of, mm, I don't know. You want somebody who will say, amen. You'll say, I'm with you. Like if you hit some rough waters or you hit, hit some bumpy roads in your life, but they don't bail on you, they're, they're with you. To help, help go through life with you. That's your church family. It's important. Your business partners, those are people who are traveling, you're traveling along with. Oh, my. Those kind of decisions are very important. Uh, who you're going to invite into your car because they influence, as well as close friends. And so who is traveling with you is important and something that God will give you direction and help and counsel with because it does influence the quality of your journey, but it may influence if you arrive at your destination and, so, and how you arrive at your destination. So we have those, those four things. Where am I going after... After this life, we have, uh, we have, am I ready or am I being prepared for what is prepared for me? Am I learning something? Am I being prepared today? Is things changing in me to help me as I'm journeying along my way? And then who is going with me? And then uh, the fourth one, the fourth one that we want to look at uh, and we want to stay here just a little bit is what are the directions? What are, what are the directions on how to go? Now, we have something now that really does help us out, and that is uh, GPS. And uh, they didn't always have that, didn't always have GPS. With GPS, you have to know your end result. You have to be able to... Um, 
to be able to put in the address or at least generally where you're going, like a town center or something. You can do that more general. If in life, as I was saying before, maybe, maybe you don't know the address of where your life will end, where, what's in your heart. Some people do have a real sense. They've seen it in their heart. I want to be this when I, when I grow. I want to accomplish this in my life. You may not have all that detail, but if you have generally that you want to be pleasing to him, that's a good, you can put that in your GPS. You can put that in there. I want to be pleasing to him. I want to stand before him having fulfilled everything I, I'm supposed to do. But a lot of times in this journey, if you'll go back to, if you'll go back to the map, to get direction from where you go, sometimes you don't have the whole picture you may not have Google to show you how the whole map is going to look, but you get a sense of, of where to begin, where to, where to start. And so uh, the best way, the best way, I know this seems so simple, but the best way for you to, uh, to journey and know the right decision is to ask. That isn't a huge word, but it is, um, it is hugely important. Ask God. Ask God. And uh, Tony was talking last week, and he was giving us some ways that God talks to us. He talks to us through his spirit, by the Holy Spirit. He talks to us uh, through the word, which we're going to get to. But we ask God. It's different than asking people. And it's right, and we'll look at asking for counsel too. But asking God sets in motion for you the right counsel to get to you. Asking God first. I'd like you to look at this verse of Scripture in Proverbs 16, verse 25. It says, there is a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. Have you ever taken a road that you thought was right it just seemed like it was a new area for you you hadn't been there before and so you just kind of went by feel and uh, how'd that go sometimes it, you know on occasion it may go okay but has anybody ever gotten lost because you went by feel you arrived to the party about 20 minutes late because because you, uh, you went by feel. You went by what seems right. It's one thing if you don't arrive at the party at the right time. It's another thing to not arrive at destination points in your life at the right time. And so we don't want to go by seems like. We don't want to go with everyone else's going this direction. That may be their direction, but is it where you want to go? You can't depend on what everyone else is doing. We have to do what is the right road to take us to where we are going. Asking. Asking God. So there can be a, a general direction. If we can go back to the map. A general direction. And we go back to that big map. There might be, you just know you need to go south. 
need to come south. And uh, that, that's a general direction. So you kind of just go generally in an area that you uh, are in the direction of life that you feel like you need to go, go to school, but you don't even know what it is you're really wanting to learn. But you're just going in a general direction. But as you go along then, more direction can come. As you go along, there can be more specific direction that comes to you. And, but it is by asking that these uh, directions come. And it's wonderful that if you do take, if you get off, if you get off, uh, if you get off of the direction and get lost out in here, because we do have uh, the Holy Spirit who doesn't bail out of the car when you do the wrong thing, uh, he stays in you. He can actually reroute you. We're trying to get down here. He can reroute you and take you on. It may be a scenic route. Have you ever gone on a scenic route? It wasn't the quickest point uh, route road between A and B, uh, but it was a road at least, and it got you there. I remember uh, taking the scenic route to the airport in Brisbane. I discovered roads I never knew existed. But at least I got there. But I went behind the airport. I saw where they landed. I was nowhere where I needed to be until finally in the end I finally got there. But at least, uh, at least there's different roads to get there. Maybe you missed the main road. Maybe a lot of your journey has been on back roads. As long as you know that you're following the leading of the Holy Spirit. There's a lot of interesting things that you can see on back roads. There's some things that you see on main highways, but uh, uh, the scenic route can kind of be fun. And so even if you do make a mistake, God has other routes to get you there. Now, if you'll look uh, at Proverbs 3 and verse 5, this real familiar verse of Scripture, Proverbs 3 and verse 5, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Again, if you've been there, it's one thing. But roads out ahead that you've never been on, to lean on your own understanding about roads that you've never been on. Have you ever been in the car with somebody who refused to get directions? <laughs> refused. They insisted on going on what seems like. What do we want to do with these people? And let me ask a question. I see, I see this action, this hand action here. Uh-huh. What is the gender that we find normally does this kind of deal? Oh, my. Go to the next verse, verse 6. It says, seek his will in all you do. And I love this. He will show you which path or which road to take. If you seek his will or his destination for you, he shows you which road to take. So you can be, you go back to that map, you can be anywhere. And this is where you need to go and he knows you need to go here. If you seek his will, he'll give you a route to get there. You don't have to figure out all the route if you seek him, 
He'll give you the route that you need to get there. Some of us get in wrong roads. He'll get you and have you back up and get out of those roads and get back on the right road. And so he, if you seek his will in all you do, he'll show you which path to take. Uh, Tony mentioned last word, or last, last uh, week, that one of the main ways that God talks to us is through his word. And so after we ask God, what happens is the most beautiful thing. When you ask God to show you his path for your life or he show you his purpose and his plan in a, in a decision, what starts happening then, it sets into motion interesting things. The word will start speaking to you. Your devotions will just pop with with direction and, and help and light will come to you from, from your devotions or you'll, you'll find the right MP3 or the down, down pod, down pod um, whatever that is, podcast or download or it, you'll pick up the right book for you. Uh, it, through on Sunday will come uh, words, exact words. I know... Um, we hear every single Sunday, there'll be somebody who will say, I was just asking God that, and that was my answer. That was my answer. Well, it's not because we're so smart or that we're secretly, we're secretly uh, hiding in your house watching what you're thinking and say, it's not like that. that that's weird and, and, and awful. <laughs> but I tell you, there is somebody in your house <laughs> that is watching and who loves you. And so there's different... There's different, uh, there's different answers and there's different uh, advice that God will make sure that you get from his word. So consult the word. Go to the word. There are some things that are absolutely, as Tony said last week, you don't have to ask, oh God, is it, my, is it your will uh, on some things? Because it's black and white in the word. You take this road and it's going to land you at a destination that you don't want to go to. Roads take you places. Make sure you're on the road to take you where you want to go. Not only, not only that, but when you, when you consult the word, uh, it will not only just show you what already is established will of, of God for your life, but it also tunes your heart to the way God talks, to the way the Holy Spirit leads. So he can lead you then by the, the inner witness of the Holy Spirit. And if you're starting to go on a wrong road or there is somebody that... Um, that is not good in your car, to be in your car, you'll sense that and you'll think, no, this isn't good. This isn't good. It's an influence to take me on a, a road that I don't want to go. You pay attention to those things so that you can end up where you want to go. So getting, the next thing that we want to see is getting counsel. Get counsel. There could be other people who have been down the same roads or in the same direction that you're wanting to go to. And there it's important then to be humble enough to ask for counsel. When, after you've asked God, you've, you, you've looked in his word, God, as an answer to your prayer, will give wise counsel even through other people. 
And uh, so look at this verse of Scripture. Go to the one in Proverbs 15. If you go just directly there, Proverbs 15 and verse 22. It says, plans go wrong for lack of advice. Many advisors bring success. And so, again, it's that learning thing. There, if, if there's somebody who knows the directions, ask them. Ask them. If they have been there that way before, you can ask them. Uh, and then not only is there wise counsel that can come or advice through people who've been down the road further than we have, but uh, there's signs on the road. There's signs on the road to help us not hurt ourselves and to hurt other people. So here are a couple signs, very familiar signs. First one here, a stop sign. Pretty much what does stop sign mean for us to do? Go ahead, feel free. You probably won't be wrong. What does a stop sign mean we're supposed to do? It, this sign is, is not suggestive. It's, it's pretty directive. It's pretty much there. Stop. And what it means for us to do is stop. Because if we don't, we could hurt ourselves. But usually if we hurt ourselves, it's not only ourselves that gets hurt. It's also somebody else that could get hurt as well. And so those stop signs that are either in the Word, if it, and the Word does have stop signs. It say if there, there'll be something very clear. You're doing something, and it says, don't do that. Don't do that. Well, that's a stop sign. And to go on beyond that will end up hurting yourself and hurting other people. It just, it's, it's just normal driving. Not only, uh, not only that, but then there's, there's slow. Sometimes there's a, a slow sli signs to help us to know, don't barrel right now. Don't just careen around corners here. The road ahead of you that you don't see requires for you to slow down. Uh, the Holy Spirit, through his word, the Holy Spirit, through the inner witness in you, gives those kind of promptings. When you're used to reading the word, you'll be more familiar, more attuned to listen to, your, to his leading in your heart. And you just slow down. Don't run. Don't run. Just, just slow down. Have, has, have you ever had that kind of feeling on the inside? I just need to be careful here and just watch. Uh, let's look at another sign that may come. Now, in the States, we don't have this sign. I've never seen this sign until here. But uh, I remember the first time when I, I uh, really uh, noticed it. It's on the, the entryways uh, to um, like the M M1 or whatever but it's not the entryway you're supposed to go. And I remember seeing that sign, wrong way, go back, and I laughed out loud. I thought, yeah, <laughs> I reckon. Because if you're just, if we, don't, if we don't yield to signs that tells us about the road ahead that we don't know, we just think, oh, I just feel like it just seems right, I want to get there, I want to go that way. We're going to have a wreck. And so there are signs 
that the Holy Spirit through his word and also in our heart will say, wrong way. That's to me, this sign shouts louder than a stop sign. This is like, stop! You're going the wrong way. A stop sign, running a stop sign, it may be a two or three uh, car pile up. If you go by this one, there's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten cars that will get affected. And we'll be right in the middle of it. So, yeah, we pay attention. Let's go to the next sign. Uh, we, we pay attention to directions. And you go to the next sign here. Look at this one. Road closed, no entry due to flooding. There was one on our road oh, a couple weeks ago, you know, when all that rain happened. And uh, on Shaler Road, I saw that sign. And I thought, ah. <laughs> Have you ever had that, that thought? Now, you never say, ah, to that wrong, wrong way, go back. You don't go, ah. You don't do that on that one. But on this one, I don't know. I thought I had the right. <laughs> I was on Shaler Road. I thought, surely I know better than the sign. <laughs> I thought it can't be that bad. And uh, so... Yeah, I went beyond the sign until then there was a, what used to be a road was a lake. <laughs> and uh, and I, then I had to turn around along with, I am happy to tell you, about five other cars. <laughs> so glad. And, uh, and we looked at each other in the windows and we were doing this like... <laughs> Because the sign told us. Well, at least we didn't end up in the water. There was a sign there. I just have to tell you, never in your life is there suddenly a lake in your road without the Holy Spirit giving you a sign up the road as a warning. He always does. We just have to learn to not go beyond the sign. All right? Then, uh, was that the last sign? That's the last sign. Okay, let's go on. Uh, get correction. Oh, this is our next thing under get direction. Part of direction is also correction. First, uh, 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us. Woohoo! Don't we love good teaching? And, yeah, we love it, and we like to talk about it, get shout about it, and teach us what is true, because the truth makes us free. Yes. And then it says and makes us know what's wrong in our lives. <laughs> uh, the, the King James Version, or New King James, says it's profitable for doctrine. The second thing it says, it's for reproof. No, I only want to be taught about all the good stuff and all the blessings and where I'm going. And I, no, it, unless there is correction, sometimes if we're on a wrong road, isn't it just merciful to find out that we're on a road that's going to dump us off of a cliff or <laughs> dump us in a direction that we absolutely don't want to go? And so correction is actually a wonderful thing. Correction is not condemnation. Condemnation is a whole different thing. It's, it's correction with an attitude and a meanness and shame. But 
correction does come in the word and the word does correct us and the and the voice of the holy spirit on the inside does correct us and not only that but those advisors that we were talking about get counsel sometimes counsel will come through other people in correction oh i like it best if i can just learn it through the word when it takes form in a human form and somebody's telling me I'm doing the wrong thing, sometimes I want to defend what I'm doing. Have you ever been on a road with somebody who thought they were going on the wrong, right way and they refused to be corrected? No, I think this is right. I think this is right. And you're thinking, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. But they would not be corrected. And you're in the car with them, so you're going the wrong place too. Karen and I were trying to go to Underwood. This is when Annalisa was, I think it was Annalisa, was uh, it, having her braces at that time in a place in Underwood. And uh, so we needed to go pick her up. Uh, Karen and I, and we ended up in movie world. <laughs> okay, this didn't happen last week. It didn't happen last year. It was some, one of the first, you know, this was in the early days of living here. But still, how embarrassing is that? So, Scripture is given to us, counsel is given to us, and it's profitable not only to teach us, not only to direct us, direct us and encourage us and say, that's wonderful, but it's also given to us to correct us. Say, if you keep this way, that's going to happen. And what happens then sometimes is then people say, well, God is punishing. God didn't have anything to do with it except the direction part and the correction part, but the destination part that that road took us on had nothing to do with God. He gets such a bad rap about some stuff. He's doing his best to get us on the right roads so that we can end in the right places. All right. Uh, you know, again, there are roads that you travel on that are going to have a lot of people. If you could go back to that map, a lot of people. And kids, when we're going in primary, we travel in mass, in pack. All kids start primary school together, and they all, they're traveling in mass. And then they're in, in uh, secondary, traveling in mass. They start, start making a, a few choices in there, but they're still traveling in mass. As soon as we get out of secondary, then people start going all different kind of directions. Why? Because they have different destinations. Make this determination that you know that you're in the right place at the right time, not because of who you're traveling with, as far as another person or a whole group of people, but because of the one who is traveling in you. You want to make sure that even though things around you are unfamiliar, that he is the familiar one. He never changes. He's always there in all the seasons of life. But for every one of us, and kids that are growing up, there's no way that everyone, every kid could end in their right destination of their life by traveling, uh, traveling in pack. We've got to learn to listen 
to the shepherd. And knowing where our destination is in him helps us to be able to do that. Today, at the end of this service, uh, we want to give anyone here who needs to settle any one of those four questions, especially the first one. If you're really not sure about where you're going to be at the end and into the next life, where you're going to be after this life, settle that today. I challenge you, don't let another day, don't let another hour go by without settling that. Come. At the end of this service, we have a time at the end for anyone who wants prayer to come up. We'll be here, I'll be here, our ministry team will be here to pray with you. And you can settle that and know absolutely 100% that everything is, is settled between you and God and that you will go to heaven. Then, but if you have another question about any other of those areas, if, if, if you've ever been in a panic because you didn't think you were in the right place, uh, Lily and Anna and uh, their cousin Michelle were down in Sydney, and uh, Anna and, uh, and Michelle were at the hotel. Lily had gone someplace, on, and she was, got on a Sydney highway. Need I say more? Anyway, she calls. She was in Sydney. Huh? The city. She was in the city center. She was in the middle of Sydney. Okay, now you understand. So, uh, and there's all these different one ways, and, 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 and traffic is going, 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 and everything is so fast. And she calls Tony in Brisbane, <laughs> who's so protective. And, uh, and she's crying, and Anna, uh, Lily is not. She is not helter-skelter. She, and she's used to traveling. She's done a lot by herself. But so she's crying on the phone to her father. She said, help me, I, can't, I don't know where I am. And he's in Brisbane. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll be right there. <laughs> anyway, he said, pull off. Get off, get off the road as soon as you can, pull off and just calm down. Get yourself sorted. Work with your GPS and then go from there. But th driving like this <laughs> is not safe. Today, if there's a sense of panic because of where you are, maybe you've gotten lost, maybe you followed somebody else, maybe, and, and, and then you're realizing, oh, that isn't where I want to go, and, and you're, you're lost, you're befuddled, you're in a mess. Don't drive crying. Pull off. We've got a pull-off station here this morning. That's in people to help. But you, I want to challenge you this week. Take some time to ask the Lord. Consult his word. He's so, so ready to give advice and counsel and help. Where to go next? Where to put your foot? You hear a voice through the word, through your heart. This is the way. Walk in it. Let me pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your kindness. Thank you so much that you're able shepherd and a guide I ask you Father to take the words that we've heard this morning 
Let those just be amplified over and over throughout this week. And let anybody that's lost have a wonderful sense of being found. If they're lost without Jesus, let them come to a knowledge that Jesus is right there for them to be their Lord. If they've gotten lost just in their direction, help them to be come clear and with clarity of what to put their next step in Jesus' precious name. I want to speak a blessing over your life and declare to you that he is with you, he is for you. The presence of the greatest guide of all time is in you. And in Jesus' name, you'll end in the right place at the right time, at the right time with the right people doing the right thing. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening. We're always encouraged to hear how God is using this ministry to change lives. If you have a story you would like to share about how God is working in your life, please let us know and send us an email at church at If you would like more information or resources on this or other topics, or if you would like to sow into this ministry financially to help us share messages just like this one each week, please visit our website at rhema.org.au.